Hello and welcome. As always, I'm Abby. This is Stories Lived, Stories Told. And today I invite you to join me and our guest, Tumela Victoria Ikas, as we take a communication perspective on her experience as a Cosmo Teens Fellow. To take a communication perspective is to consider what we're making and how we're making it through our communication practices. This means we look at patterns, context, stories, relationships, and that we use curiosity, mindfulness, collaboration, and dialogue to create better social worlds. Our conversation today with Tumela Victoria wraps up our month-long conversation about mental health and the Cosmo Teens comic book, which will be available soon. So let's wrap up the conversation with Tumelo Victoria. Hi, Tumelo Victoria. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about really my experience with Cosmo Teens and share everything about that. Yes, yes. I'm excited to hear more about it. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about who you are. Yeah, okay. I am Tamela Victoria. I'm mixed. Uh, with my mom is black and my dad is white. I live in Norway, close to the capital city, Oslo. Currently, I'm just working, taking a gap year. So I'm 19 years old. (laughs) That's about it, really. That's great. That's a great start. Can you tell the story of how you first came across the Cosmo Teens Fellowship and what made you want to apply? Yeah. So my aunt has worked uh, CMM Institute for a really long time. Yeah. So since I was a kid, I've been in some music videos. I've been in questionnaires. I've, yeah, just to help them with the project of Cosmo Teens and Cosmo Kids and Tweens, the whole franchise, really. Yeah. So I've been somewhat involved this whole time and known a lot about the progress and everything. Uh, so when my aunt told me that they were holding a auditions for Cosmo Teens, I was really excited to do so because that would mean I could have a say in the project as well than not just being the background of what the story behind right, what right. The, the product is, but I can be part of the production, you know? So um, it has been a long process because it was only estimated to be one year. Right. Uh, but it's obviously gone on longer, but yeah. I'm completely fine with that. And I think everyone is very, just very excited to get it done. Yeah, well, you're so close now, too. That's probably exciting. Yeah, we're seeing really everything come together and mm-hmm. seeing our script getting together. is really, it's amazing, really. I just finished somewhat my script that they have been working on, Sid and Trent, our writer and illustrator. And they've been working really hard for our project, really. And it's been amazing to work with them. They're really nice. That's awesome. So yeah, tell me more. What has your experience been like so far being a Cosmo Teens fellow? My experience has been very nice. I have enjoyed it every step of the way. We're all in like our late teen years. So mm-hmm. we all have a lot of experience with being a teen and yeah. knowing our different stages in life. And everyone is so nice. We all work great as a team, really. Other thing is that we all had high school and we work and we live in different areas and of the world. We're not all from one place. Like we have some from US and then we have Denmark and Norway. We'll also live in the UK. So we have to like try and make a meeting so yeah. that it fits for all time zones. 
Yeah. Which has been probably the most difficult part, really, to find time for everyone that works. But honestly, everyone else has said the same thing. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. Well, uh-huh. at least for me, I did the IB. So I've been really busy yeah. last year. I just finished my IB diploma. So for me, it was really busy, especially uh, last semester. And I could see myself not like I didn't have as much time as I wanted to. Yeah. So compared to the other people, some may have been more involved, some have been less involved. And it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, we're all here and we're trying our best and really trying to make it work, really. And I wish I had more time sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. or at least last year. And now I have more time to <laughs> work on it yeah. and stay focused. But last year, I was really missing time because I already always had to study I always had to go to work I was really cramped up so would you say that that was like the most challenging part is just trying to balance this with your other responsibilities yeah yeah I would definitely say that it was my personal most challenging part was trying to balance it with my whole life here in Norway and trying to continue with what I already do and keep up with everything and yeah but everyone has been so supportive anyway like yeah they know that I've been really busy and that I had a lot to do so although I would feel guilty over myself I don't think anyone blamed me for having (laughs) so much to do and everything so they have been really great about the whole thing and now that I have more time I'm more able to stay connected as well that's great at this point what has your favorite part of this experience been so far my favorite part has probably been working on my own script and seeing it come together. Like we've always talked about doing this comic book uh, or we talked about doing something in a book sense of form, but we wanted to make it kind of easy and easy to read and something that we know that most teens would find interesting, hopefully. Right. <laughs> uh, so we thought of doing a comic book, which really I think was somewhat Fatima's and uh, Johanna's idea uh, coming to that conclusion of a comic book. I think maybe Johanna must have thought of that and I thought it was a great idea really because yeah. uh, growing up I loved reading comic books and yeah. I've always been interested in it. Um, and I know a lot of other teens also do and I mean it's a way to also connect with the boys because since we're mostly we're all girls here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to connect with everyone it has been really nice to find something that we also think that a lot of boys also might find interesting to read as well. Which, yeah, I think that's great yeah. Make it for everybody. Yeah, how would yeah. you, I guess that's probably a good place to start. Hopefully, you know, by the time people are listening to our conversation, they've already listened to the conversations that I've had with the other fellows, but I'd be curious yeah. to know in your, some of those conversations I recorded were um, months ago. So before the comic book was, you know, yeah. kind of had really taken shape. So I'm curious in your words, like, how would you describe this project to someone who didn't know? Like, if they said, what what are you making? How would you describe what the comic books become? We're making a comic book that we want to make as interesting as possible. It follows each of the fellows, all of our five stories. We have had interviews and uh, with Sid and Trent about, like, what our interests are and Uh, just generally talking about what we find important when talking about mental health. And then Sinatrans had to sit down and work on how they could make all those stories connect uh, or somewhat come together as one comic book so that you always have that um, through and through story throughout the whole 
comic book. So it's individual stories that we all have worked on. How did you all decide on that as opposed to kind of one continuous story? We were talking about doing one continuous story at one point, and we really wanted it to be somewhat of a continuous story. But I just think that time and like planning and stuff would have been so much harder if we always had to talk about what we were supposed to bring in. So we've thought of, okay, let's do somewhat five chapters or something, and we can all have our individuals so that we can find time when it fits us the best and so that everyone could really have a saying in the story instead of some people working really hard on the project and some people may not be as involved in them switching up. So it was really just an adaptive solution to all of the issues we had with time zones and everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of funny that it just came out of like convenience almost, but has turned into this really great thing that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been what it became because from my perspective having the comic book be divided into each of the five of your stories which you're right still does you know it's you're still telling one big story but it's broken up into each of your own experiences I think that's so powerful because you each have had really different experiences around mental health and getting to tell a couple different stories I think just broadens your audience gives them more opportunities to connect because maybe someone doesn't really relate to your story as much, but really exactly. does relate to like Fatima's story. And so it yeah. gives people the opportunity to both see themselves in one of or more of your stories. And then also exactly. hear about other people's stories to almost remind themselves like, one, I'm not alone because someone else is maybe experiencing something similar. But also yeah. there's so many ways that people relate to mental health, especially as young people and so many different stories that are told. I think that one thing that has been really important for CMM when they uh, hired us was that we all come from different geographics. Yeah. So that we wouldn't all be maybe in the US or everyone in the UK and sharing somewhat the same stories or having Mm -hmm. somewhat the same issues that we meet in our everyday life so that they could have more broad perspective upon mental health. And especially since like, obviously we are now focusing mostly on like Western culture issues since we're all from the Western society. Yeah. But that's also maybe it. I mean, if we were to have a 24 hour time zone, it would have been even harder to (laughs) make time. (laughs) And also I think that, We still have so many different backgrounds, although we live in Norway and Denmark and U.S. and stuff like we all have different backgrounds or we're not all I'm half native Norwegian. So I have a whole different story on the side from Africa as well. And I know probably some of the other fellows also feel the same way Mm -hmm. that they have a whole different background than also the normal U.S. teenager, you know? Yeah. If I can say that, not that I have any experience with the U.S., but (laughs) I hope you understand what I'm trying to say at least. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to that difference and share about what is the story you know, from your perspective, at least again, I know you can't speak yeah. to everyone, but what's the story that you've kind of been told around mental health living in Norway, maybe kind of like culturally, what's the perspective on mental health, but maybe also like within yeah. your peer group, within your family? 
Yeah, I mean, we're to start with Norway, we've always known that we've been very successful as a country. We earn a lot through oil, fishing, industry, whatever. Most people in Norway have a really good life, what would be seen as a luxury life to many. So we come from a place where normal, typical living is a great standard, actually, mm-hmm. which also the mental health issue would then become an issue of loneliness and maybe being bullied at school, not necessarily because you're struggling and you may struggle at home as well. But um, what I'm saying is it's really just about teenagers having to deal with being told that you're privileged and that you have a great life and then still feeling like you're struggling, which is something I personally can relate to because I've had a great life I had grip I have great parents I have great friends yeah and yet I still found myself in a situation where I struggled with mental health and I think that's so important that some people would say that Norway is one of the happiest countries in the world but I think that since we're being told that we're the happiest we don't feel like we can be sad and Mm -hmm. we don't feel like we can have other emotions because we are supposed to have this great life and <laughs> you yeah. sound like <laughs> privilege to think that way, but it's really the reality of most teenagers in Norway that we're supposed to be happy all the time. And it's then hard to find yourself in a situation where life is not breaking out as you want it to. And it yeah. can be hard for really anyone. And some people may have it harder than others as well. And But yeah. we all have our different struggles. And I think that is important that we don't overlook anything just because of someone's lifestyle or just because of where they come from. And obviously some may have that rooted in their problem, but generally Norway, that is the most, maybe the biggest issue. So, but like, let's say boys, they have a high suicide rate here in Norway for many different reasons. And I just think that we like to say that we have a good offer to people struggling. Yeah. But really, I think that, for example, the waiting line is too long for adults. Mm. It's mostly focused on kids and teenagers as well as especially kids that struggle. That's where the resources go, teenagers. And when you become a young adult and when you even come into your adult years, it's like you're not allowed to have a depressive episode anymore. Like you're supposed to have your life together. Yeah. So that's something I think many people struggle with. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I think important that, yeah, telling people that you're supposed to be happy kind of mm. limits you to that, the positive emotions and exactly. can, yeah, can be part of reinforcing that story of you're not allowed to feel any other emotions, which maybe makes it more taboo to talk about. Exactly. It's, it's as if the society has told everyone like, Issues are not issues in Norway, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so getting help for your friends that are in their 20s, it's so much harder from when you were 17, because hmm. when I was 17, there were so many resources that I could go to, although we don't know of everything, right? and I've had bad experiences with therapists sometimes, and psychologists yeah. and everything. But generally, like, when once you hit 18 years old, there's no more help, like, you can have six months waiting time to get help from the institution even if you have the most severe issues like bipolar disorder or 
BPD or depression or whatever it will be, yeah. like you get put to the sidelines. What is what's the new story that you're hoping to tell people? If everything you just said is, you know, kind of the old story or one one version of a story that's being told around mental health. Yeah. It's the kind of new story you're hoping to tell about mental health to young adults through this project. Through this project, like my stories coming from a country that's supposed to be really great and watching the world suffer as well has been a really big issue for me because even though I and my friends can suffer, like looking at the rest of the world, you can feel really helpless as well trying to make a difference yeah. in a small country you just sit around on social media and watch all these things and see all these issues all over the world like from for example Ukraine or the US or UK or even Sweden that's having issues within their own society and just sitting there and being like what can I do what am I supposed to do since I live in Norway I don't have direct contact with this conflict and there's not really anywhere for me to go other than social media and share my posts, but it feels like so low effort. So joining this process and this program has really been a way for me to share that story throughout my script and whatever and my work and what I want to tell people that you're not stuck, you know, even though you feel like the issues are outside of your world or whatever you there's still a way for you to come up and say, I really want to help. And your passion or whatever you may feel at home and your helplessness that you may feel at home, it's not really the only solution. There's so many things you can do. As, For example, me, I joined the CMM's uh, Cosmo Teams project to really try and (laughs) do something in my life. And there's probably a ton more programs like this and maybe not quite like this, but (laughs) many programs that really want to help mental health all around the world and just wanting to make a difference in the world. You don't, you can make a platform or a social media platform and talk about to your own community and whatever. There's so many things you can do, even through social media, even if it's just a post. Like, I think that getting that strength to really try something is a struggle for many as well. So yeah, I'm basing my story off of that kind of story then in the comic book. Yeah. I, it makes sense that that, that kind of feeling of helplessness contributes to kind of mental health issues for a lot of people. And I think that's kind of a newer issue maybe for our generation to say that we're so much more connected than ever before we hear about things that are happening on the other side of the world. We, you and I can be in a zoom call right now. Like that was not possible. (laughs) However many years ago, you know, and so we're more connected than ever, which is great in some ways. And then also though, like you're saying, it can be really overwhelming to hear so many stories of uh, hard things that are happening all over the world that you know about, but what can you do about it? Or how does it, how does it shape the way you show up to the world too? And so I think, I think that is, especially if, you know, we are talking about young adults, mental health specifically, that, that seems like a really critical point. So I'm glad you're getting to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's not necessarily like the issues you would talk about when you go to a therapist or whatever, like, right. 
you talk about maybe depression or your personal life problems or whatever. I just think that it's more maybe a new story to tell that a lot of teens may feel this way. And especially like in 2020 when everywhere, like everyone felt so helpless and had to go protest or whatever. And especially in a period like COVID and the pandemic, it was really hard to really understand what, what is going on? Like, what can we really do here to make yeah. a difference? So, yeah, that's something I really wanted to shine a light on. The yes, helplessness that comes from feeling like you have nowhere to go. The issues may be so up close to you compared to, like, me from Norway. It's still maybe a struggle because you may still feel really far away because mm-hmm. you don't know where to go. Yeah. And that helplessness can be really overwhelming and consume you. Yeah. Well, Tamila, I appreciate getting to talk to you today and you sharing your perspective and just kind of as a last question, I would love to hear a little bit more about as this project is kind of, you know, coming to a close um, and the comic book is starting to take shape and become a reality. What are you taking away from this experience? So what I'm taking away from this experience is that I can... I can do so much more than I thought I could. Starting up, I was really nervous because what would I bring to the table? What could I do? What can I do, really? Yeah, right. What What can I contribute with? What are my strengths? What is the story that I can tell that maybe not that many people in the fellowship could tell? And so I'm really, what I'm taking away is strength, really. I'm finding a new perspective and a new way of thinking and hearing all those, these kind of stories from the other fellows. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really such a beautiful thing to learn more about our world community. So I'm just really grateful for being included in the whole project. Uh, it's been a great process, really. That's great. Thanks for sharing all that, Tamila. I really appreciate it getting to hear about you. Thank you so much for letting me share the story, really. Absolutely. Any final words you want to say about this project before we wrap up? Yeah, I really hope everyone will share the joy that we all have in making this comic book and making uh, this project come to life, really. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect ending. Yeah, go by. (laughs) Check out the book. Check out the final project. Check out the book. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks, Tamelo. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay, that is all for our conversation with Tumelo Victoria. This episode is the last of our ongoing conversation with each of the five Cosmo Teens fellows. So if you haven't already listened to the other four conversations, definitely check those out. At the end of each episode, I like to offer some questions to reflect on. This acts as a next turn for us, where we go from here, so that the conversation doesn't stop when the episode does. Today, the questions I would have you think about are, how do we create space for all the emotions we experience? And how can we find creative and constructive ways to engage with the world? These questions, of course, are inspired by our conversation with Tumelo Victoria today. You can find these questions at the top of the show notes, and I hope you will take some time to reflect on them. 
you are also welcome to reach out to me to share those reflections as well as any questions or ideas. You can do that through email, the website, or through commenting on Instagram and YouTube. Another great way to keep this dialogue alive is to invite the people in your life into this conversation as well. So please share this episode or another episode that's been meaningful for you. As always, I'm supported by the CMM Institute for Personal and Social Evolution. This podcast is just one of many initiatives that moves us toward those better social worlds we hope to create. You can learn more about the CMM Institute and other initiatives like Cosmo Kids, Cosmopolis 2045, and now Cosmo Teens at the link that I have provided in the show notes. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being curious. And thank you for being a part of this story. I'm Abby, and this has been Stories Lived, Stories Told. Thank you.